Ladies and gentlemen, we are live in effect. Not a sim podcast. If you live in the greater Toronto area, straight up, listen to G987 for the way we groove. Literally on Mondays, it's Motown and Marley Mondays. So fucking good. You know, most people are like, I hate Mondays. Worst fucking day. Well, turn on that radio station. It's good. Because if you've been turning on the news, like, I don't even know what's going on. Like, it's always going to be bad. I think it's always been bad. Like, I remember in the 90s when my grandma and grandpa used to talk about the news. Like, oh, what's going on in the world? Like, it's always going to be bad. That's what the news gives you. Like, they ain't telling you anything positive for your life. It's just, like, sold on, like, you know, fear and whatnot. So... I'm uh, back live in effect. This is one of those like uh, little rant episodes. The best episodes here are when I get my friends and acquaintances on here. I just lit- literally let them go. And the best thing what I love about radio is if you just let somebody go. You know, everybody wants to talk. Trust me. Take it from me. I'm a talker. I never shut the fuck up. You, you actually let people talk, you will get so much gold. There's so much to learn from everybody. So um, I think, you know, there becomes that point in the place where it's like, are you an eagle? You know, don't surround yourself with the opinions of pigeons, chickens, because chickens only fly when, when they're scared, you know. Eagle's one of the highest soaring birds. And the only time an eagle will see another eagle at full flight. Actually, the only time an eagle will see another bird at full flight is another eagle. Because there's no other bird that can soar to where an eagle can soar. Eagles are mostly alone. They're the strong ones. Um, Popularity... Like, if you just think of the word, if you actually break it down, popularity sounds trash, you know? I had a conversation earlier today because I work in a bar and a lot of our staff are like the, the hostess and stuff. They're, they're in high school. And I was saying like, fuck me. I would not want to be in high school or in grade 10 right now when I was in grade 10 like one person had a cell two people had a cell phone the overprotective mom of the really hot daughter and the drug dealer you knew nobody else like no one had a cell phone so how did we contact fucking MSN messenger (laughs) kind of shitty dial up computer we'd call on people Uh, like you just made plans you're just like we're gonna do this and everyone's gonna be there so there was a lot more um people like their word was strong now it's just it's thrown out the window if you have a phone oh you can text someone last minute be like ah sorry like this came up you don't even answer you know what the thing that blows my fucking mind this is blows my mind the most is these fucking phones are glued to people's heads and pockets. But people, like, will miss your call. 
or one in. We have so much communication. We literally have the ability to cut communication. <laughs> like think about the time when like we had horse and buggy and you had to go hang out with someone, right? No, you had a cell phone. You can make plans. You gotta plan something fucking two months in advance. But the day of, you know, you send a quick text and it just can be canceled. Uh, I don't know, but like we're all guilty of it. I think they're, uh, because you guys, well, you might not know, but I've gone at least since like 2013 and what are we in 2019? There's been like two times I've at least gone like a year without a cell phone. Like a strong year. And some of my friends like, I had to bring them back to like fucking, like I invented the peasant payphone. That was an MSM messenger. That was golden. Fuck, you got Wi-Fi, you could call anyone. It was the peasant payphone. Ironically, when I got a cell phone in the summer, before my dad was in politics, uh, I got in a fucking, well, let's be honest, I fucking got a little bit of a tilt, got beat up, and my phone went missing, and uh, they hacked into my phone and tried to do whatever, so then my Facebook was fucking shut down, and I haven't had Facebook since August 2018. Uh, I don't miss it. The thing I do miss is, like, being able to, like, contact some friends from university, old friends, whatnot. But, you know, if they're worth contacting or whatnot, you will find them. I think maybe Facebook has, like, taken away, you know, uh, people who are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, you know? Now it's like we can always kind of contact. I think it's super destructive, especially, like, if... Um, you know, we had relationships or whatnot. You just see pictures and see things of... It's like a graveyard. Like, my last name's Hargrave. I um, really fully believe Facebook's like a graveyard. And the other thing, it, it's going to outlast you. Like, I have dead friends with Facebook pages. It's eerie. Also, pretty kind of cool... I remember my friend Keegan, we were like, literally I'm going to have some posts like in 20, like 60 or 50 because there was this thing like you could do future posts on Facebook and we just post a bunch of stupid shit like well past when we'd probably be around. <laughs> uh, I think this might be, and, and, I, and probably most people would always say this, this is a mind-blowing, time-changing part of human history. But it truly is. I have seen, just even in the last two or three years, it's so fast I can't even keep up with it. Like, literally, I can make music on a computer. I can make better beats and sounds on a fucking laptop. And then, like, Master mix it, plug in a shitty mic, put in a great filter from a laptop, 
and make it sound like fucking Kanye West did it. And then, after I made this sound that like, I kind of like, I can like shoot it to an email or message it to my phone because then I'm on iPhone. Then I can message it to all my friends. They can put it and they can listen to the fucking thing. That's like super crazy. So, like, think about how much great music was lost back in the 70s. Like, fuck. Let's just say from 60s. I personally believe Motown was the best music ever, ever made. You listen to them, that soul, that sound. It's raw. It's one cut. It's truth. So what I've been doing as of late... A lot of people have been kind of getting mad at me. They're like, yo, you got to keep keep producing, make it a better song, make a better song, make it, be- like, make it the best you can. Well, I actually think we have all the technology. Like, let's see where the one-cut wonders are. Let's see, like, who are those Motown magicians of God's word. Let's see who are those people who could just, like, make it happen. Because literally... When you sing, if you don't have something to say, it's brittle. You know, I love every year that there's that song of the summer, that banger tune. And mostly, I think it's more emotion and beat. But as I get older, um, one of my best friends, Curtis, his mom, when we used to go down to her place in Scarborough, she'd pick us up and we'd, we'd listen to Chum 1050. And it was always oldies. And we were like young kids. And like oldies then, well, I, it is still oldies. But it was like, she always had it. Always happy. And it's funny because then I listen and now we listen to this music and <clears throat> actually blow my mind is uh, Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton is literally the same fucking song as Etta James I'd Rather Go Blind just the lyrics have changed so then I started to think why are you know some of the best producers and people I've listened to, they're like, you got to take, you got to steal, steal. Well, oh, there's a vibe. There's a sound. Wu-Tang Clan. Isaac Case. Actually, Charmels. Uh, as long as I got you is the sample for Cream. So then people are like, oh man, they stole that. They fucking, no, they didn't steal that shit. They actually loved that song so freaking much that they're like, you gotta like know and like feel this vibe because you're not gonna go digging in the crates and listening to it. Like that's like for the 3% of people and it doesn't even happen. I need to share this with you. That's what people need to like kind of think. But then there becomes the corporate machine. They're like, well, everybody stole and done this. So let's take this song and we'll put this. And 
Like, I literally heard an Ariana Grande fucking lick that was like a country song. I'm sorry, country music and pop music. You're a fucking joke. Hip-hop. Joke. Like, hip-hop, you're such a fucking joke that every single black musician that got paid not a cent and literally put heart and soul in all music to pave the way, you're just fucking pissing on that. But, truth be told, it is the most profitable music right now, is hip-hop. Which is... Crazy, but actually, you know what is more profitable than hip hop? It's Christian music. What really? Yes, there are so many people that purchase and buy Christian music. Why? Well, what I feel is that's the word of God. God's word can't be fucking destroyed. Now, I'm not putting this onto a religious debate or whatever. This is not a sent podcast, so. Truly, the fact that you're listening to this is <laughs> not a cent. But there is something in the truth of the word. So where I go back to the Motown is I honestly think one of the greatest bands ever are the Staple Singers. Listen to Newborn Soul and I'm Coming Home. And no wonder they're on the wait from the band with Scorsese when they they filmed that. Like, I think that literally God has a truth that will always last. Like, why are we still listening to Marvin Gaye, Sam Cooke, Bob Marley? I don't think we're going to be listening to Katy Perry like like 50 years on the road. Like, I don't think so. Actually, the only way I think we're going to listen is laugh. Be like, this is what they listen to? Yeah, it was. I argue with any person, you know, I grew up in a white farm town. I argue with any person. Reggae music, I say, is the most God-loving and happiest music you can ever listen to, ever. Period. What's the fundamental truth in that? They talk about God, they talk about love, they talk upbringing, yeah. What does every country music, like person who loves country say to me? Oh, country's all about God and loving people. Why is there such a polarity? Because between that extreme, uh, you know, country to like the reggae, we, black and white, I'll say it. You can't even play Michael Jackson anymore because all these allegations, you know, you can't play him. Not loud. But we'll play Jerry Lee Lewis all fucking day. All day. If we do our research about Jerry Lee Lewis, guys slept with like fucking teenagers, man. Married one. Great balls of fire. You can listen to that, dude. So, as I'm leading into my segue about Michael Jackson and what we can and cannot listen to, literally, this guy was molested, screwed, and fucked from the industry 
what do you think that you would have? They created a monster. Straight up. You know, they talk about the kings, the kings, the kings, the kings, the kings, the greatest. Yo, you can anoint the greatest, but truly what is great will last forever. Ever. I remember when SARS stock happened and like Toronto was like wearing masks and like fucking everyone was in quarantine. It was all about the Rolling Stones, okay? The Rolling fucking Stones. Two things I learned about that day. Number one was Justin Timberlake at the time, because I was in high school, he's a notable person. Why is Justin Timberlake there? He's a pop artist. This guy makes soft fucking music. The guy's a fucking musician and he cares. Like, literally, he fucking probably had the most balls out of anyone the whole concert because he literally went to a crowd of people that really didn't like him. But he's like, I'm here for you to let Toronto know we're back. We're fighting that stupid fucking outbreak. And what happened? They chucked fucking bottles at the guy, man. (laughs) But you know what happened after that? I think Justin Timberlake's one of the biggest artists ever lived. Went on to write amazing music. He broke away from a fucking pop band and became successful. Do you know at that time, it was always just putting out these pop bands. Putting them out, putting them out. And you know, being part of a machine, I have the utmost respect for anyone who was in like a pop band during the 90s and 2000s and like reinvented themselves and stayed in the music game. That is hard. People won't give you credit. They'll be like, oh, you're in there. No, fuck. They won't ever give you credit. That fucking guy came out there and stood out for Toronto. Now at the time I was listening, I remember in my fucking CD Walkman, I had a burnt disc that I made. I had fucking Pete Rock on there. CL Smooth. I had like Wu-Tang, Older Gods, Wu Gambinos, Big L. Yeah, pure hip hop. Wasn't really like, To me, rock and roll was like what my parents listened to. You know, I knew it. But isn't it funny that the music that you listened to as a kid or was put into your brain like later comes back to get you? So, parents or whatever, be careful what you put into your kid's head. Because uh, when I was young, all I heard was Colin James, little big band breaking down the house and... I'm pretty sure that's all I ever did. So, number two about that concert. Fucking ACDC. They stole the show. Like, literally stole the show, like, to the point 
it was it was disgusting. Now Justin Timberlake came out and did "Miss You." Fucking killed it. That was beauty. Fucking so awesome. Probably one of the better things of the Stones. But ACDC, like... Anyone, for the 500,000 people and anyone who was listening to this, you remember, like, when the sun was just starting to go down? And, like, you could hear the crowd, and and they, they opened with Hell's Bells. I get chills just even thinking about it. I'm going to tell you, I don't think those guys understood the ministry and the power, or maybe they did or do of what they were doing. Do you know how much, like, sorrow, and I'm not going to bring them up, or behind each huge rock band, like, terrible fucking shit that has happened that they overcome. Now, I would like to say is that the Baphomet, the devil, takes everything from you. So who is the... I'm just going to throw this out for my conspiracy people because I ain't going to go deep in it, but... You know, they always said, uh, if you look at the cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band and you say, this way to the Rolling Stones... Supposedly in 66... You know, the Stones helped with the whole uh, death of Paul McCartney or whatever way that was. And literally, it was the battle between the Stones and the Beatles. Stones and the Beatles. And they were both Aleister Crowley's. Now, so, you're like, Ryan, what, what, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, I fucking don't even know. But ACDC, Antichrist, Devil Child. Now, as myself, as being a Christian and believe in God, there are certain songs of rock and roll, you're like, man, I fucking feel it. Gets me so fired up. There was a ministry going on that day, and nobody even knew it. It was all about the Rolling Stones, you know, them coming. Like, literally, to be honest, like, I thought that was going to be their last concert. (laughs) They're still playing. Wow. But what happened that day, you know, changed my life for music. Seeing people flock, seeing everything come through, seeing the power. Now... In my life, I've never, ever, ever experienced a person who is singing, telling the truth like they had in the 60s. You know, I actually think that maybe the fact, well, I actually believe it because God works in mysterious ways. Like the oppressed, right? So you get these black musicians who are just like, like you don't even know your Bible. 
Like you are the devil. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll speak. I'll tell the truth. I'll put it through repetition, and people's lives changed. See, the thing is, is if the music's too positive, you know, and this is the truth. The only time we actually realize, like, like the radio is only about like depressing songs, heartbroken, or like I fucked up. Like, there's so many songs about that. It's not till you go through heartbreak or whatnot, you realize you're like, fuck, I can't even listen to this shit anymore. (laughs) Give me something positive. And there really isn't many. Then you listen to that music that was going on in the 70s. What are they singing about? You know? What are they singing about? Then you find out, you know, Zeppelin, greatest band, you know, real rockers, greatest band ever. Everything was stolen mostly from Robert Johnson, who sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads, as the story allegedly goes. Now, You can see that the power of, like, mysticism starts to be used in music. And I truly feel like this is the most beautiful time ever because we got the internet. I don't need you. Like, before we only had TV and radio. That's the only way you can hear things. Now there's other ways. It's like God's like, you know, you had your little bit of time. But now the truth's going to come up. Now we're going to hear the good. Are we or are we not? that that's really truly the question because maybe like I actually because I'm still I fully believe like 90 fucking 6% of us are just hurting and that's why wealth is so devised between the few to the many because that's Like, simple reason. The wealthiest people I know, the richest people I know, believe in God, have, like, probably the biggest faith in God. Now, I do know rich people who don't believe in God, but they're not as wealthy as the people I know who do. Hands down. Now, at the same time, I do know people who believe in God. I got nothing. And it's because they say they believe in God, but don't act in the way of believing in God. My Uncle Benny, this guy was a God-loving man. Every day, God bless you, God bless you. Like, you know, shake your hand. When he shook your hand, you felt everything that came through him. And he would say, you know, You know what, son? You know, you know, Toby, Toby. The actions you make today are a direct result of how your life is affected tomorrow. I kind of laughed that off. But that's so true. Like, you don't even know. Like, you might even be thinking, like, literally, that right to a left can change your whole world. 
how you affect your day now is going to affect tomorrow. Constantly, and when I talk about the 96, you know, no faith or whatever, they're always thinking about the past, what happened in the past. So they start thinking about the past and they just stay like a dog, you know, catching his tail, trying to run around. A lot of this, like what I'm saying, most people probably won't hear. Doesn't matter. But there are fundamental truths. Some of the best times that we can ever learn is when we are going through storms and pain, when we have to buckle down and really find out the person that we are. And the truth is, we find out the person that we are is not the person that we've liked. You know, if we can literally each day go ahead and try to affect and be better, (laughs) it's so much better than criticizing, condemning, and complaining. Because it's so easy. You know, you get into this, people are like, ah, yeah, fuck that person. And everybody starts getting on. Yeah, so, so easy to point fingers. Super easy to point fingers. Now, as I'm rolling on here, I'm like 29 minutes. I got to stop here so I can take a nice break. I was going to go hard at the Junos. Like, um, but then I would be criticizing, condemning, and complaining. Truth being told, it's great that we celebrate Canadian music. The other truth being told is we're not actually celebrating Canadian music. We're literally just probably using your tax money to pay for some older artists who are really not relevant. And then some artists that, you know, fucking Feldman and Factor and Coalition and, you know, Warner Canada. And, you know, we invested money. These guys are going to be good. It's a big rub off and you're rubbing off the wrong people. Truthfully. And the second thing is Canada has great musicians and because the way you treat us, we have to go somewhere else. Actually, the reason, and this is like double-edged because a lot of musicians are like, you guys get a lot of money. Yeah, and so can and that, you know, you take care of us. Correct. But literally, you're so dumbfounded and blind that you force us that have to go international in the world. Like myself as an artist, I'm going to be huge around the world. And then Canada's going to be like, oh, yeah. Grizz, Jason Jane, Hargrave, you know. Where were you before that? So... Uh, to the Junos and people who win the Junos, it don't mean shit. The only thing that means anything is if your music is being played by someone on repeat and changing their lives. And you gotta understand, if you're putting music out there, like people are gonna listen and digest it. I truly... You know, I have a few songs out there. And 
my best songs don't leave me on the floor. Man, it's the realest one. And it's had the most popularity. Coming up on the new album I'm going to drop under Volt Records, The Crown That Crushed The Crowd, Grizz, 1153 Vox is like my favorite. But you just got to be careful of what you're saying, you know. Take currency of that. That was Old Face there by Chase and Jane. Followed up by the Stable Singers, Why Am I Treated So Bad? Gold. Just absolute gold. Thank you for tuning in. Not the same podcast on the rant and rave. The one thing you all should know is you beautiful people make that difference. Bring people up. Lend. Don't borrow. Give. Be that smile to a person who needs it. Peace.